Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, guys? Man, happy Monday to you. Man, I hope you're doing well. Hope you got a chance to worship with us yesterday at church. If you didn't, man, I'd encourage you to go check out the YouTube recordings of it. And so pumped for this Wednesday where we have student night, all of us back together again, walking through the gospel of Mark. I can't wait. But today on the Point Podcast, man, we are back going through the minor prophets. So we've just gone through Hosea and Joel, and now we are here at Amos. And every time we go through a new minor prophet, maybe you're just checking on, and I just want to kind of remind you what we're doing. So we're going through the minor prophets prophets. There's 12 of them. We've already been through two of them. And the minor prophets are called minor, not because they're less important or they're less significant than the bigger prophets. It's literally just because they're shorter, right? So uh, the book of Amos that we're going to be in has nine chapters, right? So it's just a little bit shorter. And so much of the minor prophets role and the prophets role in general is that the prophet is looking at the people of Israel. They're looking at God's covenant people and seeing that the people are not living up to the standard that God has set for them. God saved them and laid out the covenant for them to follow and uh, and how they're supposed to live. And yet the prophet's looking and seeing that the people are not living up to that covenant standard. And so what's happening in the prophets is the prophets are calling that out amongst the people, calling them to repent and reminding them of the hope they have when they do repent. And so that's kind of what's happening. And so it's, it's pretty intense. Like there's a lot of intense language because he's calling out sin and c- calling out uh, discrepancies in their walk with God. But there's always hope in every single one, which is so good to remind ourselves of. And so today we're going to start going through Amos, but we're going to go through Amos in a little bit different way. I want to give you today just an overview of Amos and what it had, what it is, what's happening. And then tomorrow we'll actually start going through the book, but this is going to help you understand it better. And what's so cool is this little passage in Amos chapter seven. So don't worry, tomorrow we're going to go through chapter one, but, but Amos chapter seven lets us know who Amos was. Amos chapter seven, verse four. It says, Then Amos answered to Amaziah, and he said, I was no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore figs. But the Lord spoke to me from the following, but the Lord spoke to me and took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Here's what's so cool about this. See, see, Amos is, we know from history, and we'll see this in the, the book, that, that Amos is living in between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of Israel, right? Judah in the north, Israel in the south. And, and he's living right there kind of along the border. And he's seeing that the king Jeroboam is leading and is, is ruling and stuff. And what's happened in the northern kingdom is this. Je- Jeroboam has been wealthy. Um, he's been very successful in battle and military con- conquest. But his riches has led him to really grow apathetic. And he's apathetic, and so there's not a lot of um, – he's not really guiding the land the way he needs to. And, and so what's happening is the land has slipped into – and the people have slipped into idol worship. They, they've slipped into uh, d- discriminating and oppressing the poor people, right? It's just a very lazy time, and it's a time where the king is not leading them in the way of covenant.
infinite faithfulness to God. He's not doing that. He's grown very apathetic in his wealth. And Amos sees that. He sees that the king is leading them in this way. And and Amos is called by God to speak against that. And so what this book is, where we're going to be at for the next few days, is, is Amos is a collection of really sermons and messages that Amos is proclaiming to the king, Jeroboam, and claim, proclaiming to the people of the northern kingdom of Judah, calling them to repent for their covenant unfaithfulness to God. But here's what's amazing to me. is Amos says in verse, in verse 14 of chapter 7, he says, I was no prophet, nor a prophet's son. He said, I was literally just a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore, for, uh, of sycamore trees. So literally, Amos is like, I was no prophet. I wasn't even the son of a prophet, right? I'm just a normal guy. I was a herdsman who had probably sheep or cattle or goats or something. He's like, I was just just minding my own business. I was a dresser of sycamore figs, whatever that is, right? He's just like a tree farm, you know, just chilling out. And, And yet where he was, God called him. And God is who, and Amos is who God uses to proclaim this message to the kingdom. Here's what I want to ask you the question. Why not you? Like, why not you in, in Metrolina? Why not you in Porter Ridge? Why not you in Sun Valley, in Piedmont, in your homeschool group, in, in, in Independence, wherever you are? Why not you? I think so oftentimes we disqualify ourselves from being used by God because we don't think we're significant enough or we don't think that we have a, a prominent role enough or we think that we're not talented or all these things. Yet Amos is literally a herdsman. He, he hangs out with trees, right? Like he's just a normal guy, not a prophet, not the son of a prophet. And yet God is going to use this man to, to, to prophesy something that's in our Bible now and speak to powerful people, calling them to repent and is going to use them in a mighty, incredible way. This normal herdsman, fig tree person, God is going to use him in an incredible way. So, so why are you and I any different? Why, why do you and I disqualify ourselves from God using us because of our position or lack there? of. Miss student, I want to encourage you today, wherever you're watching this, God can use you where you are. God can use you in your school. God can use you in your family. You might not think you have anything significant to bring to the table, but God uses people like Amos all throughout the scriptures and he can use you too. So don't disqualify yourself from what God has in store for you. Because if he can use a herdsman and a fig tree person to, to do this and, and to speak the word to the king and, and to be a part of the Bible, then then what can God do in your life? So why not you? I love you, and I'm so thankful for you. Cannot wait to see you this Wednesday. Y'all be good until then. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.